You are listening to the Audacious Ecosystem, the show where we learn together what it takes to make an ecosystem great from the leaders in your organizations around us. Greetings, fellow interneted people. My name is Andre Doda, and today's guest is, <laughs> well, myself. I'll happily be your host for this show where I intend to share my passion for ecosystems and ecosystem building. But before we get into that, I think it would be fair for this first episode to properly introduce myself. I'm Andrei Doda, I'm from Romania, and I've had an, well, interesting career. When I was a teenager, I was a semi-professional esports player for a few years. And after I learned I was still a minor and my parents prioritized my education rather than a career in this new thing called esports, I pivoted into acting. I was a comedy actor for a few years, driving around the country to go to shows and competitions, at least up until 2017, when I discovered startups. And I've been a startup person ever since. I've helped multiple startups in different countries and even co-founded one and attended more startup events than I can even remember. In 2020, I was introduced to this idea of startup ecosystems and I've been enthralled in everything ecosystems ever since. I absorbed everything, and I do mean everything I could, including from people at institutions such as Aspen Institute, Internet Society, University of Antwerp, Harvard, Stanford, Georgetown, and many others. I've also been involved in some organizations that are relevant to the ecosystem conversation, such as the ITU, International Telecommunications Union, that's United Nations Agency for Tech, Internet Society, or the World Economic Forum. I am currently an early career fellow at the Internet Society and a PhD student at the West University of Timisoara, where I study startup ecosystems. Now, I didn't say all of that to impress you. I said that to impress upon you the fact that I'm exceptionally passionate about ecosystems and I'm excited to share everything I know and I will learn with you. I'm aware that there's not really enough conversations about ecosystems and how big, complex, hairy, scary things work. And I wanted to change that. There might be great knowledge out there about how some ecosystems work, but it's not necessarily as visible and easily digestible. For example, I've taken multiple multi-week courses on internet governance, and I'm still learning new things. You might be an expert in one ecosystem. For example, um, you might be an angel investor that knows the startup landscape really well. Or you might be an academic that knows the biotech world exceptionally well. But chances are we're not really experts in multiple ecosystems. It takes a lot of effort to learn about how just one sliver of the world works, let alone multiple. But you see, multiple ecosystems have an enormous impact on our everyday life. They matter a lot, even at least tangentially to how we work in our everyday life and why things are the way they are. That's why I believe we need to learn about them. I honestly wanted this kind of information to exist, which is why I'm starting Audacious Ecosystem. I want to learn alongside you more about ecosystems, especially those relating to our lives online. I have some stuff 
planned for the near future, such as some deep dives with academics into social networks, learning from practitioners, learning from people that are deep in the trenches building ecosystems around us, and some study cases about ecosystems, such as the accelerator ecosystem of Orada, the cybersecurity ecosystem of India, the venture capital ecosystem of Europe, or the worldwide digital storage ecosystem. But that, that is just my plan, at least so far. I am making this for you, and I want you to find this useful for your life. So I would like to hear your thoughts on what you'd like to see in the future. If you get value from this, your support would be greatly appreciated. And for any comments of any sort or suggestions for this show, please go to audaciousecosystem.com slash ask. That is audaciousecosystem.com slash ask. Thank you. Now, let's get into the topic of this episode, shall we? What is an ecosystem? Well, in order to talk about what an ecosystem even is, we first need to define the term. What do we mean when we say ecosystem? Well, you might remember sometime in the biology class when you first heard the term. And yes, that is right. The first dictionary definition of an ecosystem is the one we learn in biology. Quote, an ecosystem is a biological community of interacting organisms and their physical environment. End quote. One such ecosystem could be the marine ecosystem of the Caribbean Gulf. It is very clearly defined relating to all biological beings within that place. Okay, great. But what I consider to be even more interesting are the ecosystems made up of people, which is the second definition. I quote, an ecosystem is a complex network of interconnected systems. End quote. Example, the entrepreneurial ecosystem of Silicon Valley. So everything that is a resource within some bounds. Resources such as people, knowledge, skills, relationships, alliances, rules, procedures, and so forth. But what can we categorize as an ecosystem, given that definition? And the answer is actually pretty much everything. Using this framework, everything is an ecosystem and we can scientifically evaluate it, learn from it and adapt it if we hold the tools necessary. Tools which I hope we'll develop over the course of this show. But I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself and we'll get there. Now that we've established the definition of an ecosystem, maybe we should talk a little bit about some properties. Well, the first property to know about or any ecosystem, is that they always exist. First and foremost, ecosystems exist whether we pay attention to them or not. Ecosystems are a natural occurrence of people being active in one area of the world. Whether we think about them or not, whether we are actively working on them or not, ecosystems will exist and they will be constantly evolving. They also have a maturity level, even if we don't pay attention to it. They are living, breathing things, whether we like it or not. They exist. That's the very first property. They exist. What about the second property? Well, all ecosystems are made up of nodes. Ecosystems can be defined through their nodes. I said plural nodes multiple nodes, meaning 
anything more than two. Those nodes can either be individuals, organizations, or some other types of resources making up the ecosystem. Everything in an ecosystem can be mapped through how it connects to everything else. If you'll Google social network, you'll find a web of connections and intricacies between actors that show us in a very visual way what's happening in the ecosystem. All ecosystems can be mapped through nodes of one sort or another. The usual nodes we have in our ecosystems are either individuals or organizations, usually. But that's the second property. All ecosystems are made up of nodes. What about the third property? Maybe the most interesting thing is that all ecosystems are multi-layered. Ecosystems are kind of fractal, or rather, at least they are multi-layered. Let's take an example. Think of a city. That's one ecosystem in and of itself. With the perspective of that ecosystem, so we are using the perspective of the city, we can either zoom into that ecosystem to find other ecosystems, such as the local education ecosystem or the local business ecosystem. And we can zoom in even further and find, for example, an ecosystem of schools within the ecosystem of local education. And we can zoom even further and find an ecosystem of teachers within the ecosystem of schools, within the ecosystem of local education, within the ecosystem of the city, and so forth. But it works the other way around. We can also zoom out from the perspective of the city and find the same is true the other way around. If we zoom out, we see that the city is just a part of a larger ecosystem of the county or of the country or is part of a network of economic hubs in that area of the continent or it's part of the education ecosystem of the world. Hmm, interesting. So, to recap, the three properties that all ecosystems have are, first up, they always exist, whether we like it or not, whether we pay attention to them or not, they do exist. Secondly, they're made up of nodes, be it individuals or organizations, there's nodes in that ecosystem, and they're interacting. And thirdly, an ecosystem is multi-layered, meaning it's both part of a larger ecosystem and it has smaller ecosystems within itself. Now, we've talked about some basic properties, but that's not the end of the conversation. What about the structure of ecosystems? There's three things that I think everybody should know. First up, there's ecosystem dynamics or social dynamics. All ecosystems have their own designated dynamics. In the biological realm, having different species altogether in one ecosystem will result in a particular predatory cycle. In social ecosystems, we all have different circumstances from the types of institutions that exist locally to the problems that we have locally, the culture that exists, and the things that people want for their own lives. Applying the same recipe to two different ecosystems, although they might seem very similar, will not yield the same results because there's different dynamics. Those dynamics are what's visualized when we map out an ecosystem, which is why it's so important to actually have 
a map of our ecosystems to see how each of our nodes connects to one another and what are the dynamics, what's the flow of information, what's the flow of relationships within that ecosystem. Now, that's just the first thing to know about the structure of ecosystems. The second one is ecosystemic stakes. Let me explain. Everybody wants something. An ecosystem is merely the aggregation of people wanting something around one issue. Everybody has different involvement in different parts of the ecosystem, but everybody has stakes, things they want and they are chasing. We must deeply understand what everybody wants in order to create an environment that offers as much possibility for the people in the ecosystem to get what they want. If you don't fulfill people's stakes, we will either hurt the dynamics of the ecosystem or they might simply leave the ecosystem altogether. Let's think of a thriving professional that wants to lead a Fortune 500 company pretty soon in the future. But you see, in her city, there simply isn't such a thing because that ecosystem doesn't have the tools to provide for her and can't help fulfill her stakes. So she feels obligated to move to another ecosystem. So the second thing to know is that there's always ecosystemic stakes. Everybody wants something and we should be on the lookout who wants what and how we can help. Third and most important thing when it comes to the structure of an ecosystem is ecosystemic governance. Last but not least, there's this issue of ecosystem governance. We use this term called governance because ecosystems are people-based endeavors. We need people and sometimes thousands of people to align on issues. It does mean politics, but not necessarily in the scummy sense of the word, but rather in the social sense of the word. It means looking out for other people in the same community and aligning everybody's interests, or maybe we can use the word agendas. All ecosystems have a system of governance, whether it is organized or disorganized. Just because there's no official avenues through which decisions get made doesn't mean they aren't being made. In all ecosystems, in all places where there's people, there will be decisions being made. With decisions being made, there will be some sort of formal or informal process through which that happens. I think we can all imagine a formal process through which that happens, maybe a vote at the mayor's office level. But what about the informal process? Well, think of how you and your friends decide where to go out to eat. Somebody proposes something, someone else proposes something else, and everybody votes by saying what they want to eat that night. As such, in undermatured ecosystems, you'll get people merely expressing their sentiment informally. Usually those conversations happen informally in a conversation between two people that just happen to be involved 
in whatever the work of the ecosystem is. And that is how decisions get made. So, to recap, the three things to know about the structure of an ecosystem are first thing, its dynamics, the dynamics of the ecosystem. How do nodes talk between one another? What's the alliances? How does information flow through that ecosystem? Secondly, its stakes. What does everybody want in the ecosystem? What does everybody not want in the ecosystem? And last but not least, its governance structure. Who gets to make decisions? How formal or informal are decisions being made? Who gets the last say? Is it some formal entity? Is it some informal entity? Is it a person? Is it multiple people? Is it a committee? And now, on that note of ecosystemic governance, there's one more thing that I really think you should know about before we go any further. What is the currency of each and every ecosystem? Well, that currency is power. Let me explain. First up, you can have formal power. In some cases, there's very obvious institutional power. For example, uh, government. In most cases, there is some sort of entity governing over the ecosystem. For example, the ecosystem of education is governed in most countries by the Ministry of Education. In the context of platform ecosystems, such as YouTube, the owner of the ecosystem, um, in that case Alphabet, has formal governance power over the ecosystem. There's also some civil society mechanisms through which uh, civil society can in get involved, such as open governmental partnership or non-governmental organizations, but that's a story for another day. But obvious formal governance doesn't exist in all ecosystems, especially those that are still in development. In that case, we have number two, connectors. A connector is someone who already has and or is creating connections to different parts of the ecosystem and other ecosystems. Okay, that was a mouthful, so let me explain. In the entrepreneurial ecosystem, a connector is someone who's already friends with most of the startups in the ecosystem. They know most of the mentors and the potential programs and the people from that city, from other cities, and from other countries even. The currency of the connector is, well, connections. The larger a pool of people they know and they can get in touch, the larger their influence in the ecosystem. The more people they can help, the more worlds they can connect, the bigger their power in the ecosystem. Now, on the topic of power, there's one more thing. Power is fluid. Power does not last forever, and power needs to be maintained. We've seen parts of the internet where platform after platform has amassed a wide ecosystem only for it all to fall. We've seen the colossal downfall of Yahoo or Tumblr, or even in some cases, some beloved cities. Power in an ecosystem only makes you able to empower your next moves. It doesn't mean that power will continue to last. So you need to use it wisely.
new actors, new people will come to ecosystems and they will claim the power that the old titans had. I'm not just saying that, that's just the law of nature. And that's exactly why we have to learn how to operate in our ecosystems. Now, all of that was just the very basics of ecosystems. You can use these tools to just about everything in the world you might think of. You can apply them to your school classes, to the startup ecosystem in your city, or to the educational ecosystem in your country, or any online ecosystem that you might find. Speaking of finding ecosystems, uh, let's play a quick game called Spot the Ecosystem. I want to empower you to think about things around you that you've never thought of as an ecosystem. I want you to see your workplace and try to picture that as an ecosystem. What worlds exist within your workplace? What are the different groups within your workplace? What are their dynamics? And how do they interact with one another? Who are the connectors introducing people? Who has formal power? Who has the real people power? What does every person individually want in your workplace? How can you help them achieve that? Where do people from different groups gather? Where do they meet? How is information actually really exchanged in your workplace? Is it via emails? Or is it water cooler conversation? Is the ecosystem of your workplace growing or is it shrinking? I want you to, at the very least, identify such patterns, at least for now. I want you to have the power to see the world using an ecosystemic point of view. I hope you see how these tools can be used and I'd love to see you continue to use them from now on. But remember, these are just tools. They are frameworks through which to see the world. We can play the role of the connector in just about any ecosystem you can think of using the tools we learned today. But, but it's important to remember that it's not about the tools. It really isn't about the tools. It's not even about the purpose of the ecosystem per se. It's all about the people in the community which are helping achieve their goals. As ecosystem builders, our duty and opportunity is doing the dirty work of finding everybody's goals and making 100% sure they will be achieved. Ecosystems are not in the frameworks or theory. We find them in the people, the people around us. Now, all of that was just the very basics. I have some more things I'd love to share with you, uh, but I'll keep it for the next episodes. I'm looking forward to getting into more practical case studies in order for us to deep dive and learn how some ecosystems already operate and how we can improve. Now, after all of that, let's talk about the future. What can you expect from this show? Well, for the moment, be sure that I'll be doing some experimenting. My aim is to provide as much value as I humanly can and post weekly to give you everything and everybody interesting that I might get to know and to learn alongside you. I don't pretend to be an expert, but I do claim to be exceptionally enthusiastic about this journey. And I hope you'll share in my excitement with a review or feedback by liking the show and interacting on your social media of choice. 
or by going to audaciousecosystem.com slash ask. That is audaciousecosystem.com slash ask. Thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to see you in the next one. And until the next time, stay connected, interneted people. See ya. You've been listening to the Audacious Ecosystem, the show where you learn together what it takes to make an ecosystem great from the leaders in your organizations around us.